Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Backseat Driver. In today's episode, we will be talking about the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, uh, a little bit about the F2 as well, and yeah, just going over what I thought of the race, how the drivers did, how the teams did, and yeah, let's just get into it. Um, so, why not start talking about F2? Uh, I think... F2, the sprint race in F2 this weekend was probably the best race of the whole weekend, including the F1. Um, yeah, great race. Leaders within seconds of each other. Ayumu Wasa comes out on top. Great race. Um, Victor Martins looking immense, getting polled by seven tenths in F2, which is a lot in F2. In, in F1 with Red Bull these days, it doesn't seem that too much. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and... Yeah, in the sprint race, Martins did a good job to finish on the podium after starting 10th because they reversed the top 10 for the sprint race from qualifying in F2. Um, so great job from him. Yumasa uh, did a great job to hold the pressure behind of Martins and Ruvula, who also did a fantastic job to finish third. Yeah, just a great race and just lots of scrapping. And I loved it. Um, feature race wasn't as good. Um, lots of gaps everywhere and sort of just... I feel like tyre strategy sort of, yeah, it just wasn't a good race. And I think, yeah, it was, in, it was an all right race, but it wasn't as good as the sprint race. Um, you know, Martin spinning out from the net race lead was a bit of a stinker for him. Um, Portia had a stinky weekend. Um, he qualified third, but in the sprint, he slammed into Oli Behrman. And then in the feature race, I think he was just scared to make moves because he was slow. He was just really slow. He finished outside the point. So I don't really know what happened to him in the end. I think he just lost a bit of confidence. And I think Saudi Arabia in general is a confidence track. So not having confidence after slamming into someone turn one, it's a big thing. And I think it's a shame because I think Taylor Porsche is a title contender. I think he has potential. So yeah, although he's in his third season of F2. So I don't know. It's, it's, you can't say as much potential as other drivers, but he's still only like 20 years old. So can't really say that he doesn't. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much more to say on the F2, to be honest. I think uh, it's a very sort of short summary. But yeah, no, I think as it stands, Ralph Boschung leads the championship rather fascinatingly, followed by Teo Porcher and then Frederick Vesti, who won the feature race. Um, good job by him, actually. He looked quick. He probably could have beaten Martins on pace because the Premiers, the Premiers looked quick on the on the uh, feature race, which is good. Um, but yeah, no, um, F2's looking good this year. Just lots of talent. And I really am, I'm excited to see how it keeps going because I think at the minute we can clearly see, I think, I don't think Boshong, I think Boshong's fine, but he's not going to, he's not as talented as many others around him. So I think that it'll be, Martins seems very good. So I think Porsche, Martins, I mean, maybe Vesti could be challenging, the Ruvula. Hauger, I think, is definitely with him with the shout. Um, had a bit of a, I think he had a bit of bad luck. I can't remember what happened to him, but I feel like he had a bit of bad luck in the race. Or, yeah, no, he did actually, no, he did quite well in both races. Now I think about it, he had a bad luck in qualifying and then ended up getting a point in the sprint and then coming up to fifth in the, in the feature, which is very good. Uh, I think he's showing finally he has got ability. Um, because last year he had a bit of a, he didn't have the best time because of just a lot of bad luck. And yeah, just things didn't go his way last year. So hopefully this year he looks a lot better now that he's also with MP, who seemed to just, getting it right so yeah um yeah i think that's f2 um 
Cool. Let's talk about the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, Formula One. Um, race rating. Now, I'm going to give this race a four out of ten. Now, the reason for that is, so five is bang average, right? It's the run-of-the-mill race, right? But four, I have to, I can't give it higher than a four, four because I think, for the most part, the gaps were all there. There were so many gaps about the field. There wasn't much, like, in the way of um, close battles, you know? It was very much, like, spread out through the field. Teammates were often two by two. Even strategy didn't really have any play in the game because it was a lot, relatively low tire wear. But also on top of that, it's a case of the safety car kind of basically made the strategy the strategy. Um, you know, we had, but I can't rate it lower than a four because, you know, we had some good moments. Alonso taking the lead at the start was great. Verstappen coming away all the way up to second was great. Um, a few good, good moments, but I think Madison and Sonoda battle for the last point. Good moments don't make an overall good race. And I think those few moments drag it up from being lower, but they don't drag it above average. I think, or too average. They just make, it's a slightly below average race. I was slightly disappointed with it, especially with the anticipation built up with Verstappen and Charles starting lower down. You thought it'd be more exciting, but it just wasn't. Um, yeah. In the end, can't really give it much higher than a four. Um, so four out of 10 it is, which is a lot worse than the Bahrain Grand Prix, which was a five, five and a half, which was a five and a half when I gave it. Um, so not bad, but you know, a couple of average races to start the season, but it is what it is. I'm sure there'll be some amazing races later on, but hopefully, hopefully, well, we'll find out, won't we? Okay. So now I think it's time to talk about the teams and the drivers. Um, let's start from the top. Or should we start from the bottom? Let's start from the bottom, actually, this time. Yeah, let's start with Williams. Okay, as a team, I'm going to have to give Williams a five. Um, now, the reason I said, okay, they're just bang average, because the expectation is Williams looked like they could be quite quick. They thought, oh, you know, they looked like they had some decent pace. The car felt very good. Um, in qualifying, Alex and Logan made, I think, the the car they delivered was fine, I think. Well, it wasn't as good as people were expecting, but I think that was fine. I think they did a good job in general in the race as well. I think that um, particularly, you know, they benefited from the safety car. They did a good job. But I think the break by wire failure, or break by wire, I don't know, break failure for Alex or whatever problem he had meant that kind of, that's kind of, you know, on them reliability. So I gave him an average rating because I think, if they'd done well, if they'd if Alex had stayed in the race, and I think if they'd gotten a high sort of the between like eleventh, twelfth, or something, then or maybe even got points, then I could, would have given them higher. But with Alex out of the race, can't really give them more higher than five. But it's good signs for Williams, I think overall the fact that they do have some pace. So yeah, can't really begrudge them a few points. Um, in terms of their drivers, <clears throat> I gave Albon a five. Um, I think to be honest, I think that. Albon did a good job. He, he didn't get out of Q1, which I think he could have done. So that's disappointing. And I think he was doing a good job in the race before his break failure. So I think overall, I can't, I don't want to give him higher than a five because of the fact that he could have gotten a Q1, but I don't want to give him below because I think he was just doing a solid job. Um, yeah. Logan, six out of 10 for him this time. Um, both downgrades from last race, but I thought 
Logan set a really good lap in Q1, like a really good lap before it got deleted for the track limits, which was, I'll be honest, it was on the start finish straight because he crossed the white line. And I know, you know, it's rules are rules, but it is harsh. And I think that lap was really good, like really, really good. So it was enough to get him out of Q1, actually, before it got deleted. And I think it was a harsh one. I, I understand the, the point, but yeah, it, it, he really didn't get anything from his crossing the white line while he was on the start finish rate. So listen, it is what it is. Um, but I think really the only reason I can't give him higher um, is because simply put, he didn't get another lap in. He, he lost his head a bit. And I think that's where the inexperience shows. And I, I would otherwise give him higher. And I think, but he showed a lot this weekend. I think as well, in, after Alex retired, he was their only hope. And the Williams clearly didn't have that much pace, which is a shame. Um, but he managed to hold back both McLarens for quite a while, which is impressive. Um, and yeah, you can't really, I can't really give, take away from the, his performance. I think if he'd not lost his head, he would have gotten a higher rating. But I think six out of 10, I don't think he did a good job, especially relative to what maybe people were expecting of him um, in the first couple of races. So I've got to give him credit. He did a fantastic job in qualifying before, I mean, that first lap, sorry, anyway. The, after that, he didn't do such a good job, but yeah. Um, cool. Let's move on to Alpha Tauri. Now, oh, what is going on there? They, they, Franz Toss said he doesn't trust his engineers anymore, which <laughs> is really bold. I mean, I, I don't want to be like, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit, you know, there's a difference between, you know, no blame culture and pure blame culture and he's gone for the pure blame culture which is oh, um, I have mixed feelings about it but Franz Toss is a ruthless guy we already knew this but yeah that's um, that's mad that he said that out loud in public and I think but it is weird though that Alpha Tower a few years ago fighting for some of the best positions and now they're they're just not there anymore I don't know what's going on like there's something really wrong I think the correlation from the wind tunnel to the track must be rough or something like is something's wrong because if his engineers are telling him we found pace i genuinely believe that they probably have it's just that other teams either find more or they're not getting the pace they expect out of the car now i don't know if that's yeah i don't know i don't know what to make of that to be honest it's really weird um but to be honest this weekend the carpet they produced was, again, not very good. But I'm going to have to give them a... I gave them a 4 out of 10, I think, because I think the car they produced wasn't very good, but they maximised what they could have done. I mean, so nearly getting a point was was good. So I feel like I can't give them below a... I have to... I, I can't... The carpet they produced was just not very good, so I can't really give them a very high rating. So I think 4 is fair. I don't think... I don't think it's, yeah, four, I think it's fair. Um, yeah, and then on the, on the drivers themselves, Nick DeFries, um, yeah, he didn't have the best qualifying again. He didn't have the best. I mean, his race was fine. Um, it needs to be said that, yeah, he didn't do as well as Yuki. Yuki did a great job. I mean, they definitely got lucky because Yuki got the safety car at the perfect time for him and he smashed it. He used it to an absolute maximum advantage, which is, all you can do when the opportunity presents itself. Um, but Nick, I think overall it's clear to see that Nick clearly isn't matching Yuki at the minute. And I think whether or not that's because, I don't think that's anything to do with Nick being poor. I think that's to do with Yuki himself taking a bit of a bit of a step up 
and progressing a bit more. And I think, I think Nick, you know, Nick did a fine job, but I don't think that, I think we saw what the car could potentially do given the right circumstances with Yuki. So I'm going to give it Nick a four overall. Because I think he, again, out-qualified by his teammate, didn't outperform as well in the race. It's all relative. At the end of the day, his teammates are outdoing him. So four out of 10. And Sunona, I'm giving a seven because, again, did well against Nick, but also in the race, he nearly got a point. He held off till like one of the last couple of laps. So I'm really impressed overall with Yuki's performances so far. I think that car doesn't necessarily, he's got two P11s. And I think, you know, obviously it's very harsh he hasn't got a point yet. But I think it's clear to see that the car in his hands does have potential to get points. Um, Nick has got a bit of lucky. I'm happy to admit that. But yeah, I think Yuki clearly has taken some step forward and is progressing. Um, so that's good. Um, but I think, and I think, yeah, I think I'm, I'm excited to see if he can keep the consistency up because two P11s, that's very consistent. You know, he's been very quick. He's been very, you know, he's generally been very good. And I think, yeah, 7 out of 10 is a fair rating. He's one of the, up. he's, he's had a good performance um, this race. Moving on to Haas. Um, qualifying trim looked decent. Race trim, less decent. Um, but still, like, there are thereabouts on the fringes of the points. I've got to say, I've got, I'm, I'm generally... There's, there's pace in the car, clearly. And I think in the right day, they'll get some points, no problem. Um, in fact, they did, literally, last this race. They got a point from KMAG. But I think, you know, it's good to see that Haas is still there or thereabouts, even if they're not as high as they were last year. But last year, first year new regs, it's always a bit weird. but. Yeah, overall, um, five out of ten because I don't think they did a particularly exceptional job with any uh, getting a point is a good job, but I don't think anything exceptional. I don't think they were very they were pretty average for me. I don't think they were brilliant. Um, and I think it's kind of in terms of expectations. This is roughly what you'd ex- I expected in terms of being sort of upper mid, like near the points. I guess you can see that happening. Um, I don't know if I said that in my before the race like the episode before the race but if I didn't and I said something completely different then yikes um but I don't know to me it's just like I wasn't really yeah I wasn't really expecting them to 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 get points but they did which is fair but then you know they were, you know the circumstances paid out that they could so I don't know I don't know I just don't feel like giving them above five it feels harsh to give them a five actually but I think I'm going to stick with it some of their drivers now Hulk again out qualified K-Mac great but in the race, he slipped back again. I don't know what's going on. It was a lot closer this time, at least. He was only like eight, nine seconds behind. Um, in fact, he was exactly six seconds behind, I believe. Um, but yeah, no, so it was a lot closer. But yeah, Hulk just seems to be a little bit lacking in the race compared to K-Mag. And whether that's because he's a bit rusty, you know, it's been a bit of a while. He's been out of F1 for three years, but could be that. Um, so... We'll see how he progresses throughout the season. But he's yeah, just lacking a little bit. I'm a bit disappointed so far. He's qualifying is great, but his races have been... And that's where the main the money is, really, the races. So, yeah, giving a 4 out of 10 for that. Um, yeah, just just not not performing as much in the race. Good qualities, bad races. Not bad races, but just not as good races. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he had some problem. I don't know. I don't know. Just probably had a bad start. Maybe that's something he needs to work on. Um, K-Mag, I'm giving a 6 out of 10. Um, did a good job, didn't he? Um, 
yeah, did a good job. Um, didn't qualify, out-qualify his teammate, which dragged him down a little bit, but he bold moved to overtake Sonoda for the last point, so give it credit for that. Yeah, I think he did a good job overall this weekend. I think I was more impressed with him than Hulkenberg by a fair away, so 6 out of 10 seems fair to me. Um, yeah, I think he's been very impressive so far this season in terms of what I was expecting versus Hulkenberg. I thought I would get more consistency out of Hulkenberg and came out getting higher, higher. Um, but it seems to me that K-Mag is being consistent and quick and Hulkenberg is quick and qualifying, but over the course of the race, he's slightly less quick and consistent. So interesting to see that be that way, but you never know. It could reverse quite easily. Um, okay, Aston Vladimartin. Um, Aston, again, second quickest car quite easily on the day. I think Aston Martin clearly has pace. They're clearly the only challenge to Red Bull, even though they're not really a challenge at this point. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to give them, I'm not going to give them a 10 like I did, like in Bahrain, but I'm going to give them an eight because again, the car was great, but now the expectation is the car is going to be great. You expect them to produce. Um, the reason they're not getting it, I was maybe going to give them a nine. Um, but then I think remembered, oh, Shaw had a retirement. So I have to say that drags them down. Unreliability always drags a team down. So it has to be a nah, it has to be a, uh, an eight, I think. Um, nine, I think, would require perfect everything. And I think, you know, as a team, they didn't quite nail everything. And I think especially with the, the Alonso's penalty, there was a, that was a risk they perhaps, the, the risk they took with the rear jack. I mean, it could be just like, it's not really a risk, really. It shouldn't be, but clearly there wasn't, Clearly, the, uh, it was a bit of a 50-50 on that one. And I think they made the right choice by, not, by revoking the penalty in the end. Um, but I think the... Yeah, I think it's one of those where, you know, I think there's an unnecessary drama, I guess, cause. So, 8 out of 10. Um, could be an 8.5, but I'm sticking with an 8. Um, in terms of uh, the drivers, um, your boy Lance. Um, this is a hard one because he retired so early. So I'm going to really have to base this purely on, but it's not because that's not his fault. I've got to base this more on his performance at the weekend. And I think he was shy of Alonso for sure. Um, I think he qualified behind, uh, he qualified behind, uh, Alonso and Russell and I think Sainz as well, if I'm not much mistaken. Um, and, as a result, you've got to say he, he was a few tenths off. So you've got to say that um, you can't give him a full high, super high rating, but you can be generally impressed over the course of the weekend. The fact that he's not too far behind Alonso. I mean, qualifying, he was, what, a couple tenths back? That's pretty good. Um, and also, I think in the race, the first lap, he made a brilliant move on Carlos Sainz. I was literally going, I was literally kind of yelling, I was going, oh, go on. I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a good move. I was like, credit where credit's due. Um, Sharing about the retirement. I think he could have probably split the Mercedes. I don't think he could have beat, maybe he couldn't have beaten George on raw pace, but I think he could have split the Mercedes. Um, so yeah, I'm going to 7 out of 10. Because uh, he's had good signs. I think he was closer than I expected to Fernando. And, you know, Fernando obviously is Fernando, so... What can you expect? You, need, you expect brilliant things from him. And on Fernando, I am giving him a 9.5. Now, why not a full 10? Well, that car is the second quickest. You'd expect it to end up, you know, 
on the podium, but he was out of his grid box, which cost which cost him that five second penalty, which, in my opinion, um, is a mistake. That's a mistake, and you can't give him a ten out of ten when he made a mistake. Um, and in my opinion, as well, he could have gotten a nine, but I think his start really dragged him up to nine point five, just about because his start was great and he got past uh, Perez. So, yeah. I think 9.5 is a fair rating for Alonso. I think obviously he's obviously been the highest rated driver on average this season. He's been insanely good so far. So he's still got it. 41 years old, still got it. I hope that the likes of like, I hope Lewis can be like that in a few years. I think that'd be good to see like two drivers like that at the top. Oof, brilliant. Um, okay, and that covers Aston, who are just, yeah, so far my, um, probably my team of the season in terms of, expectations but Red Bull is I think objectively team of the season so far but it's only been two races out of 23 so I don't know why I'm saying that um, okay Alpha Romeo yeah really weird this one um, um, yeah they um, they were both out in, in Q2 um, so the pace was sort of a bit meh you could say um, but not bad. Like, I wouldn't say their race was bad. But the race, they both had stinkers. Well, not both. No, well, Joe didn't have a stinker. He didn't have a great race. But Bottas had a stinker. And I think that was probably because of the fact that he had, I think, because Oscar Piastri had damage. And I think he got caught under his car and damaged his underfloor. So that cost him a lot of downforce. So he's just losing seconds a lap. So I think, yeah, I think it's fair to say that Bottas had some issues which probably weren't his fault. And I think. Yeah, Joe. Um, yeah, Joe didn't have a great race. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, I'm talking about the team here. I? I guess yeah, the team didn't seem to produce have a car, and I guess overall their strategy seemed a bit meh. They didn't really. The thing is, they didn't really do anything. That's the thing. It's weird. Like nothing. Bottas had damage, and Joe had. Joe had to, had two stops. I think the second one, he thinks he stopped before the safety car, then end the safety car. So. In the end, he didn't really have anything to fight with. So I think I've got to give him a three. I know it's pretty harsh, but they just, there's just nothing there. There's just nothing to... There's nothing really to... Because usually if you're average, you have maybe a couple of negatives, a couple of positives. There's just a lot of negatives and not much positive to say about them. So three out of ten. And on the drivers, I just said, you know, Joe had a bit of a weird race. Uh, didn't really... was a bit, a bit of nowhere, I thought. Um, yeah, he was sort of... He was ahead of... Nick, he was just ahead of Nick DeFries, but quite a ways back from Hulkenberg in 12th. So... I think, yeah, God, I'm going to have to give Joe a, a five because I think he did an average. The thing is, I think he did an average job. So, And he out-qualified Bottas as well, which is a positive. So I think in the end, you know, even though his race was a bit anonymous, he out-qualified Bottas, which I think makes it about an average weekend because he didn't have a great race, but he didn't have a bad race either. Versus Bottas, who I'm going to three, definitely a, a bit of a stinky race for him um, because I think... I mean, it wasn't his fault he had the damage, so i got to say it's probably a bit unlucky and it's a bit harsh to give him this, but he also did get qualified by Joe. He just didn't look very on the pace. And yeah, the damage really just put pay to his weekend. I think he was just incredibly slow after that damage. And I think, I don't know, yeah, he just didn't look that good this weekend overall. I was, so I have to give him another, I, yeah, I could say a three. So yeah, it's a shame, but you know, relative to his teammate, he wasn't as quick the whole weekend. And his teammate didn't do particularly brilliantly either. So that has to be a, Three for me. Um, <clears throat> McLaren, Formula One team. Um, 
after the minus one I gave them in Bahrain, I was thinking, it's going to be another minus one given their performance. They finished 17th and 15th. Um, and no is a simple answer. I'm not giving them another minus one because I don't think it was necessarily their fault that they had the damage. The cars were back because of the fact that Piastri broke his front wing on Gazi, which was Gazi's fault. And then the, it hit Norris's front wing, which damaged his front wing, which meant that they both had to stop for noses, which meant they were at the back. And the safety car helped them drag them back in. But I think McLaren is very draggy, which didn't allow them to progress through the field. And on top of that as well, I think strategy just, yeah, they were sort of, yeah, I think overall. So the reason I wouldn't give them like a five because they didn't do anything wrong. Um, I mean, also because their car got to Q3, Piastri got to Q3, Loris made a mistake and Piastri got to Q3. So clearly there's pace in that car. They're going to be fine. I think that's the main thing is that, especially after back, if the upgrades are good, they're going to be all right. Like they're going to fight for the upper midfield. I think the pace is there. I think it's clear to see the pace is there. But the reason I'm giving them a three is because of the fact that they've, the car was produced was very draggy. They produced a very draggy car. And it's, it's a, it's, 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 it, they can't overtake, they can barely overtake Logan Sargent. I think that pretty much sums it up right now. It's, it's, yeah, there's, an, if he can't like, overtake, I, I think yeah, it's just one of those things where, they, I think they have pace in the car. They just they just slow in a straight line. They're draggy. They just got so many issues to sort out. So I'm giving it a three. They didn't do anything too much wrong, but I think given where the cars are, given expectation around McLaren, I can't give them above anything higher than a three at the minute. Um, on the drivers themselves, um, Piastri, he did a great job in qualifying to get Q3. Contact with Gazi, not entirely his fault. Not his fault, really, to be honest. Um, so got sent to the back. Managed to hold onto his tyres very well and overtake the sergeant and be quicker than Norris, which is impressive. Um, so I've given him a six, which might be a bit low, perhaps, but I think I think uh, I think you know it was good to see signs of progress, but it's hard to give him higher when I can't see in the race what he could actually do without any bad luck. It's very difficult to give a high rating for someone who finished low down in a car that could do better when there's mitigating circumstances around it. Um, and then Norris, 3.5, because he made a mistake in qualifying that made he, meant he was out in Q1 and he was slower than Oscar in the race. I could have actually given him a lower rating because I think he probably... He, was definitely one of the worst drivers this weekend. Um, but again, it's again, it's difficult to say how his race could have gone without the damage on lap one, because otherwise I think he could have potentially done quite well. So, but I think based just off qualifying and the fact that he wasn't as quick as a teammate, he wasn't that far off though. So 3.5 out of 10 for me. Um, Alpine? Um... Alpine's a weird one. Like I, I said, I wasn't expecting much from Alpine. They all talk and no action, but they were quick. They were decent. They weren't as quick as the Mercedes. Um, they were not as quick as the Ferrari either in the race train, anyway. Uh, well, qualifying train for that matter. But yeah, they were good. I was impressed for the most part with Alpine. Um, double points. They were very clear. It was a kind of one of those things where they were like in a bit of a no man's land because they are a lot. Quick, they were a lot quicker than the teams 
behind them, but they were a lot slower than the teams ahead of them. Um, strategy was fine. They used the safe. They 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 used the safety car effectively. Yeah, I think seven out of ten because they did a good job. They did a good job. I think you know they both got double points. You can't really fault that. I think seven out of ten. They executed well. They had a good car. Brilliant. Well done from them. I think they proved that my expectations of them not doing well of were were you know were misplaced. And I think fair play to them for that. Um, okay, now we have the drivers. Um, Gasly, right. So Gasly wasn't far off Ocon in the end. He did finish behind Ocon, but he was only 1.9, two seconds back, really. And in qualifying, you know, he wasn't that far off either. I think he was a couple, few tenths. Not as good as, I mean, <clears throat> obviously quite a few positions difference maybe, but yeah, I think overall, you know, they both, I think he did fine, but I'm going to have to, I would probably give him, I probably would have given him, um, I probably mm, I could have given him a lower rating because he did make contact with uh Yashu, which was entirely his fault and it was unnecessary and it cost Piashu's race. So I could have given him a lower rating, but I thought six was fair because relative to his teammate he didn't do a bad job in the end. And yes, he caused that incident, but it was a very minor incident, just bad luck for Piashu that it transpired the way it did. But I think I'm 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 happy with the six. And Ocon, I'm gonna give a seven just above because I think he did, he outperformed Gasly all weekend. Did what needed to do. Was quick, consistent. Outqualified Lewis in qualifying, which was very impressive. It needs to be said. Um, yeah. So overall, seven out of ten for Gaz, for Ocon. Sorry. Um, made, very much made up for his stinky first race. It needs to be said. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, Alpine looking good, and I think. Yeah, if they can show that pace consistently, then great. But it, it's, it's a bit of a weird one. In the race, it seems to me that there's a clear top, there's a clear Red Bull top, then the next three, relatively close, then Alpine, then the rest. It's all a bit confusing at the minute. Um, yeah, I just wish everything would be a bit closer. It's a, there's definitely been a close-up close of the field, but it's just not, yeah, it's just not like what you'd hope for. I mean, it's 1.2 seconds in Q1, the gap, which is, Small, but in Q1, it's Q1, you know, this thing is still, so I don't know, I don't know. Um, Mercedes, ah, um, expectations were low because I think they were, uh, well, all this crisis talk before the race, you were like, well, they can't do that well, then can they? And they did a decent job. George did a great job in his qualifying lap. Lewis didn't do such a good job, but. Yeah, uh, George did a great job in his qualifying lap, and in the race, they were pretty even on pace. I think George probably had the edge, but also Lewis had the worst strategy overall, I think. So swings and roundabouts, I guess. Um, so yeah, I think George, uh, I think overall, Mercedes did an okay job, I think. It was better than they expected. I think overall, they were just fairly okay. They were quicker than Ferrari, but I think that's more because of Ferrari being crap. Um but yeah, I think Mercedes did a good job overall. And I think 5 out of 10 is fair. Because I don't think they did anything particularly brilliant. You know, it's not like they were this world-class strategy for either driver. In fact, I think they actually ended up... They didn't do a great job with Lewis's strategy. Because he had to go on mediums for 32 laps, which was a lot. Um, yeah, so I think... Um, yeah, I think 5 out of 10, fair enough. I, they produced a decent car and they didn't do... It could have got higher because they, they did quite well, but all at the same time. Not brilliant because of the fact that they messed up Lewis's strategy a bit and they didn't really do anything special. So, bad, bad. Uh, on the drivers themselves, George. George, I'm giving a seven. 
he had a good race. I've got to say I'm impressed. He had a, he had a good race. He outperformed Lewis the whole weekend. Um, he was much more comfortable in the car. Outqualified Lewis by a few tenths, which is unheard of, really. Um, and yeah, had a great race. And he was quicker than Lewis in the race. Although I must say that he didn't, in the race when he was like, oh, Alonso got his five-second penalty, you know, let's fight later. I mean, let's fight later. What you t- I mean, I thought that was a bit like annoying because I was like, mate, Lewis is on mediums. You're on hards. Let's fight later. His mediums will be dead. There's not going to be any fighting later. And I thought, I think he knew that. It's just silly. It just, I, think, I think it would have been fair to swap the positions. If Lewis can't get, back past, get past Alonso, which I don't think he could have, I think he's had more chance, but I think he could have, then they swap back. Simple put. Easy sorted. I think that would be fair because I think, you know, I think Lewis had, I think, you know, there was probably a bit more pace um, for Lewis. And I think at the end of the day, his tires got destroyed at the end because he spent so long, close, he spent so much of the race that close to Russell that his tires were going to get destroyed anyway. So, and it, towards the end, he lost a couple of seconds that I lost. In like his last two or three laps, he really had bad tire wear because he lost like four, three seconds maybe to, uh, to Russell in the last couple of laps. So, yeah, seven for George. And five for Lewis. He didn't have a great qualifying. Didn't feel right in the car. His race performance was a lot better. I think he did a good job on given the strategy wasn't brilliant. He was on slow hards to start with, and he wasn't very happy. Then on mediums, he was a lot better, but he had tire wear, so he didn't get. He got a bit screwed by Ferrari, but I think he did an average job. I don't think he. I think he, getting fifth place, he you know he performed a great move. I loved his little switch back on science. Um, Fourth science got overtaken by two stonking moves. Um, yeah, overall, I can't really fault. You know, I can't really give him a below a five because I think he did, a, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. Qualifying was a bit poor from him, but in the race he was a lot better, I think. Yeah, five's fair. George getting seven, I think, is fair as well because he outperformed Lewis and I think was generally better than I expected because I expect Lewis to beat George most most weekends. But clearly this weekend, George had the confidence in the car that Lewis didn't have and credit to George for that. Um, Ferrari. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, it's always painful talking about Ferrari because I'm not a Ferrari fan, I'll be honest. I mean, no, I'm, no, no, that sounds harsh. What I mean is I'm not a Ferrari fan out and out. You know, I love F1, which means by default you've got to love Ferrari. You know, Ferrari is F1 and F1 is Ferrari. Um, and listen, you just want, you, 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 Ferrari needs to be fighting at the front and they were fourth quickest car comfortably in the race. Like, it was bad. It was just bad how they just, and already needing a second EC, uh, ECU controller electronics for, 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 for Leclerc already after two ra- in the second race. I mean, yeah, poor, really poor. Um, and the pace was nowhere. They had no pace. And, you know, with Charles, the Xavi, the engineer didn't tell him to push between the safety car lines, which meant Lewis jumped him in the safety car stop. And Charles was rightfully annoyed and again these are all mistakes that keep happening it's good to see Fred Vassar calling them out admittedly blame culture is not always the most positive and helpful thing for a team but I think there's a difference between blame culture and holding people accountable in the right way so like saying like okay we know we're making mistakes we know we need to improve but not targeting anyone in particular is the right way to go about it versus being like "You're, you're an idiot you're an idiot you're an idiot and just making, rather than like targeting people, making changes is necessary in terms of maybe management structure and personnel, but not targeting anyone in particular. You know what I mean? Like when they say, okay, we made this mistake, 
not going, your fault for making that mistake. It's like, okay, we as a team made this mistake, need to improve. I think that's a right way to go about that. I think that seems like the way he is going about it. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but also I think he also I think also is why he wants to stamp his authority, which I think is part of it. I think he wants to stamp his authority on the team. And I think that's probably why it's he's being so um, you know, bullish about his attitude. Um, but yeah, no, terrible performance. For me, worst team of the weekend by far. Two out of ten. Car wasn't quick. Just ten plays completely for um Charles. The only bit of credit I can give him is that they played a blinder before the safety car with overcutting Stroll. Fair play, great job for them. Overcut worked beautifully. Fair, well done to them for that. Um, yeah, credit, credit where credit's due. Um, however, it didn't really matter in the end, and they clearly were the fourth worst car, so end of the day, you know, whatever. <laughs> it, it's one of those, you can play that blinder, but end of the day, if, if your car's not quick, and, you know, you just underperform, then... Maybe you can't really take too much credit for that. Uh, and the drivers, science five out of ten, didn't look very good. He was out, he was off by Leclerc by a long way in qualifying. I mean, Leclerc put in a brilliant lap, don't get me wrong, but off by a long way in qualifying. Um, in the race, he was okay. Um, he was okay. I I think I feel it's harsh to give him less than a five because I don't think he did anything particularly wrong. He was, um. He qualified behind George, but George just put in a stonking lap. So I think that's, you know, not, you know, he's a few tenths off though. So, I, you know, overall, I think five is fair. Very bang average race for science. Carl wasn't there and he just did, he finished ahead of Charles, which is fair enough. But yeah, not much to talk about for him. Charles, I put seven because his qualifying lap was very good. And the race, he did move forwards quite well. Um, but... Once he got to his teammate, he wasn't able to really do anything about it. Sort of was in a train with him the whole race and didn't overtake him at all. Yeah. You know, he was ended up finishing like eight seconds behind. So clearly, I think as well, he just, pace wasn't really that there for him. So overall, I think seven out of 10, I think, you know, good qualifying, which drags him up. Good overtakes to start the race, drags him up. But pace wasn't really there in the latter half. So... Drags him a bit down, so seven, I think, is a fair rating for your boy Charles. Um, and finally, bam, 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 um, Red Bull. Now, of course, Red Bull are clearly the quickest car by a country mile. They're a second a lap quicker on race trim, which is absolutely outrageous, which is a like of domination we haven't seen since Mercedes. And I know Lewis said, oh, you know, we, um, <clears throat> we haven't seen a, ever seen a car that quick. You're right, you haven't seen a car that quick because you've beat a car that quick. Um, the 2014 and 16 Mercedes spring out to mind. The 2015 Merc was... I don't know if it was purely operational, but they seemed to make a few more mistakes in 2015. They didn't seem to be as clear in 2015 as um, 2014 and 16 because like, you take Singapore, for an example. Uh, they, they were really off the pace there which they said they had in 2014 and 16 a little bit, but the, they were so, the advantage was so big that, you know, they didn't notice the, that they still won. Um, so 2014-16 spring to mind. 2020 as well. Weird thing about 2020, though, is that um, I think uh, it's weird. Like, I feel like they were super dominant, but, I, but also I felt like that was a really crazy year. 
So to me, I don't feel like that was as dominant as it actually was because it was super dominant. But I think because of all the craziness that year with um, everything going on around them and the mis- they kept made a few mistakes in Monza and all that stuff and um, Sakir and all of that stuff. So um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, Red Bull, brilliant car. Strategy was fine. Handled things well. Nine out of ten. Would give them higher, but drive shaft failed on Max. In the end, got P2, so not that much impact. So that's why it's not down further. But drive shaft in Max on qualifying, which would have made the, which made the race somewhat more interesting. Although you know he still tore his way through, so it is what it is. Um, drivers, para, uh, let's actually don't no, stop with Verstappen. Half a second clear of everyone before qualifying failure. Um, yeah, he had a. I think he was, you know, hard to judge, but he was very quick over all the weekend. He came up to P two, um, but the thing is, it's kind of expected. I mean, Alonso did say he'd get to second by lap twenty five, and unbelievably, he passed Alonso for second place on lap twenty five. So, Mystic Alonso or Magic Alonso strikes again. Um, so fair enough. Like, yeah, he was quick. He did it, but things I think the expectation for him is to be that quick. Um, if he'd got pole and been able to finish qualifying, he could have. He probably would have won the race and been the best driver of the weekend for me. But I think overall, um, yeah, nine out of ten because of the fact that he clearly also was on the pace of Checo in the race. He only was able to match the pace of Checo, which I think says a lot about Checo A and B and B about the fact that maybe Max wasn't as quick in the race as in qualifying. But you know, maybe not. But he's clearly going to win the championship. I think like. We can pretend it's going to be a battle between Perez and Verstappen, but Verstappen is the best driver on the grid, um, as it stands. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, there's really no question about it on form. In that car, especially, he's, he is the best driver on the grid. Um, that's not to say the car is everything. He's not doing a brilliant job. I'm saying that the car is suited for him, which makes perfect sense, because why wouldn't you do that? Suit your best driver. So, makes sense. And... In that car, he's smashing it, and he's been smashing it for years now. So fair play to him. Um, Perez, nine and a half out of ten. Slightly better than Verstappen for me because I wasn't expecting him to do as well as he did. Um, in terms of pace, he was he got pole. He did the job. He needed to on Saturday. Nothing particularly special there, but great job. And he absolutely nailed uh, the race. He. Obviously, he had a bad start, which drags him. He would have got a 10 if it wasn't for his bad start. Honestly, he because he didn't put a foot wrong the whole race, except for that start. Um, got past, back past Alonso, never looked back, handled the race really well, handled the safety car very well. Everything worked for him. Smashed it. Matched match Verstappen on pace. Beautiful. Like, well managed, well executed. Can't give fault him except for that start. So nine and a half out of 10 for Perez. I think it was beautiful for him to have a race win. King of the streets. I do hope he can take it to Verstappen, but I don't see it happening. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's all the drivers and teams' ratings, which is whew, tiring. Um, yeah, um, overall, race was fine. I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Australia, you know, Australia's the, uh, one of the few what times where Europeans have to wake up early. So, um, sorry to any other Europeans out there. And sorry to... And I'm sure that some people like in the Americas, the West Coast of America, are probably like, yes, it's a 10 p.m., it's a bedtime, let's watch it and go to sleep. And then people in Australia are like, oh, we'd have to wake up at 4 a.m., thank God for that. 
Um, so yeah, I think it, it, I'm hoping it's uh, interesting. Four DRS zones this year, which is interesting. Um, yeah, be interested to see how it goes. I hope it's a fun race. I hope it's better than the last two we've had. Um, yeah, um, seasons it's overall season has got off to a very average start. A bit confusing as to what's going on with like this field spread. It seems like quite seems like Red Bull's in a league, but it's only then it's the rest. But there's also seems to be a weird gaps sort of randomly. But the gaps are small, but they keep they're big enough that they still end up appearing. But maybe Saudi Arabia and Bahrain are a bit outliers. They're both outlier circuits. That's the other thing as well. You know, we've had two races. The first two races are very outliers, Bahrain, high abrasion, Saudi, the high speed and chaotic nature of it. After this, I think we go a bit more conventional with things. So, yeah, overall, not bad. Not a bad start, but not a great start. And he's hoping that throughout the season, we can see development from teams like Mercedes, Ferrari, and particularly Aston Martin, because they have a lot of wind development tunnel time at the minute. Um, until it gets reset, until it gets um, adjusted in July, um, and Red Bull's penalty, um, obviously, hopefully, will take some effect um, in the second half of the season and into next season. So, yeah, he's hoping for things improve. Um, yeah, with that, and that's it, really. Um, thank you so much for watching, listening, whatever you're doing, and yeah, um, leave a rating if you're listening on Spotify, and leave a like and subscribe, leave a comment on YouTube. Um, yeah, cheers everyone. I'll see you in the next one.